0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shire number 181 um, We know that hachaim v'amavis bi'at Death and life are in the power of the tongue That's a pasuk in Mishle Perek Yudches, Pasik Aleph, And that statement is true in life And it's certainly true in marriage It is unbelievable and breathtaking when we realize that many marriages can be saved and many broken marriages take place because of the power of words used correctly that make marriages or used wrongly that unfortunately can break marriages. We don't realize the power of our words on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes you don't see the significance of it. But over time, you realize that your whole life changes. The path you take is completely different because of the choice you make when you choose your words wisely versus when you choose to use your words not wisely. When you use your words to your spouse, to your husband or wife. And you know that by choosing rightly those words, you can create feelings of joy, feelings of love, feelings of closeness, feelings of gratitude. Even a certain level of, I would say ganaden in this world, a certain real feeling of a fulfillment and joy. Words that can console Words that can comfort, words that can inspire, words that can motivate, words that can elevate, words that can heal. And then there are other words that create the opposite, inflicts pain, distress, anger. When you choose the right words, you can say things that would create that something that would normally be a machlaikis, a big quarrel. And when you say it differently, it's healing. For example, the no word, when you say no to a request that your spouse is asking of you, when you say no. Some people say no in a way that automatically causes resentment or ill will. Of course, no one likes to hear a no. But very often, a no is necessarily to say, but it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be traumatic, and it doesn't have to be upsetting. It could create warmth, even a no. So, for example, you know, your your spouse asked you about something, and you can't do that request, as, or you can't do it right now. And instead of saying a sharp no, you more or less say something like, um, you know, I love to meet your request. I hear what you're saying. I wish I could make you uh, accommodate you, but right now I just can't, and I'm sorry. And 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 right now I can't. And and God willing, you know, I could do that later. And um, and so on. In other words, even with a no, you could be very, very menschlich about it, very positive about it, and. You keep your tone of voice soft, pleasant, and that's very important. So as examples, and Rizal Pliskin talks about it in many of his books, Power of Words, in Marriage book, your husband or wife said some idea, and you, instead of saying the words like that's a ridiculous thing that you just said, which is really putting the person down. Let's say you even feel it's ridiculous, whatever. You're annoyed. That's ridiculous, you say. You're breaking the person. doesn't make a difference whether they're not... Okay, you say, ah, they're not so sensitive or grow up. No, those are harmful words. And instead, you say, even if you don't see eye to eye with that suggestion, you don't say, that's ridiculous. You just say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I I have difficulty with that, you know, concept, what you say because of this and this and this. Or if they come up with an idea, your husband or wife comes up with an idea for vacation or for whatever. So instead of responding and saying, that's totally stupid, that's a real dumb idea. Instead, you say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but maybe let's look at it at a different angle in a pleasant way, a pleasant tone of voice, maybe let's think along these lines. Would this this suggestion help? Turn the subject away from it. In other words, you're using your seichel, your mind, in emotional intelligence and understanding how to use your words wisely in a way that helps and not hurts. So instead of saying something... Who, how can anyone in their right mind think something like that or come up with such a stupid idea? You say that, I hear your position, but I think this other position has uh, certain merits that you should think about. That type of discussion. Not saying you're totally wrong, but instead say, I hear you, but for me, this other way seems to be a more a more you know a more uh, appealing way something like that so we're not saying that you block off the disagreement you see that's also not healthy to always be a doormat or to have no opinions what i mean to say is that in real life you don't necessarily have to always agree with your spouse and it's okay when you think based on your mind and your judgment, that your spouse is incorrect about something. That's perfectly fine. It's the way you communicate that. That's what's important. You know, only an idiot would say that. (laughs) That, That's not the way you talk. Instead, you say something like, you know, I think let's take both a closer look at this, and maybe, you know... you you may be able to agree that this particular thing may be problematic because of this and this and that. Or you're dumb for not knowing that, you don't say something like that. If they didn't know something you thought they should have known, just don't comment. Okay, so they didn't know that something. Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world at all. And if you know something your spouse doesn't know, so you share that opportunity to do chesed and share that information. Don't say, oh, that she's, she or he is so dumb, they didn't know this, they should have known this. You don't think along those lines. Instead, you say to her or to him, you know, you know um, I just want to share this information for you you may not be aware of. Sometimes your spouse doesn't understand you and you get very frustrated. You know, can't you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'm talking simple English. But you don't say that. Instead, you say, if you realize that your husband or wife is not getting what you're saying, you say something like, you know, maybe I didn't express myself clearly. Now, whether you did or you didn't, here it's mutter lashana. You think you may have said it clearly. But you still say, maybe I didn't say it clearly. Let me explain what I mean in other words. Until... Your husband or wife understands what you're saying. In other words, in general, when it comes to these type of conversations, when you have differences of opinion or you're trying to convey something in the communication and you're working through it and it's not going that easy, you do everything you can not to embarrass your spouse at all. And you don't put him on the spot. You don't put her on the spot. You don't need to point out every single error or mistake that they made. And very often, by the way, husbands and wives make mistakes all the time that are like one-time errors. They, they, while they were doing something or whatever it is, they made a mistake and they hopped it later, or they will hop it later. There's no reason to point out every single time a person makes a mistake. If it's a healthy relationship between a husband and wife, they both have a right to make mistakes, normal mistakes. They both need to develop with each other that healthy self-esteem that they're entitled entitled that, to do that. They're entitled to um, make mistakes and allow them to make mistakes. So it's very important not to criticize small and irrelevant mistakes unless you know that your husband or wife would appreciate it. So a good example of this is that uh, very often with speech, right, a part, uh, one of them would correct the other's grammar or the way they use words or their pattern of speech. Or let's say, I don't know, you decided you want to speak more Yiddish in the house and one of the spouses is not so uh, saying clearly, No. You, you don't you don't correct their grammar if they don't mind and you have that relationship where i want to learn and thank you very much that then it's okay but if they deem it like an attack on their intelligence or competency and they take it personally then don't correct their 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 grammar or the way they speak sometimes you mumble comments under your breath that you shouldn't say you don't say it out loud so you mumble it and they see you're mumbling Uh, Something like you're griping about something also causes tsar for no reason, for no constructive reason. Or you say words like, you you know, I'm not your father, I'm not your mother. You know, these type of things. So it's very important to use words wisely, to develop that skill, to learn that skill. And then you find that when you learn how to do that, that even when there are disagreements and things that have to work work out, uh, or, or be worked out, it's pleasant. Rosalind Pliskin interestingly says, he's going to say something from someone that got um, divorced, and he talked about why he, that he got divorced, and this is what he said and all of it is really wrong. I'm just going to quote it. This person said, I believe strongly in the importance of saying everything I feel. If I don't like something, I consider it dishonest not to express my thoughts frankly and bluntly. We would have had a good marriage, except for the fact that my wife is so weak. She couldn't take hearing the truths I was saying. She kept telling me to keep my critical remarks to myself, but she's wrong. I was hoping that she would become stronger, but she quit the marriage instead. She's a coward, and she's afraid to face herself. Now that is terrible words, and wrong, and bad thinking. Because, for example, dishonest, not to express your thoughts frankly and bluntly, it's not dishonest. MS, we said before many times, is what Hashem wants you to do. That is MS. And when you could say something tactfully, pleasantly, in a kind way, when there is a need, let's say, to correct something, sometimes there's no need even to correct something, then it's better to be quiet. But even when there is a need to, you do it subtly, nicely, with thoughtfulness, not bluntly. It's not a sign of weakness. When a wife says, don't be so critical of me, she's right, she's not wrong. To make a marriage strong, you need that trust, you need that love, and you need to learn how to really work things through with each other in the way you talk, so, it's very important, besides learning the Etzem Hilchis Chavetz and Hilchis Lashon Hara and so on and so forth, it's important also to develop the skill of using your words in the right way. Have a wonderful day.